The following podcast is a Dear Media production. retrograde but not today like us starting the top of the show with me eating nuts do you guys like chewing noises elizabeth loves when i chew on the on the show opposite day it's your favorite thing ever favorite thing what i'm doing here is changing the narrative which we'll learn about later oh yes (laughs) i'm elizabeth cott hello elizabeth cott i'm stephanie sambari your counterpart and bestest friend this is that's so retrograde it's Mm -hmm. a show where some might say our main currency is letting you know what's good Oh, I thought it was our cool factor, but sure. That's our that's our minor. Currency. That's our secondary currency. Secondary currency. Mm, that's our Bitcoin. Exactly. <laughs> our cryptocurrency is being cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it's still a little sketchy and questionable. Right. We'll take you to places you never knew you always wanted to go. So excited about today's episode. Oh my god, this person is a goddamn gem of a find. Astrologer. Angel in the space. Angel in the space for real. Adoptive mama. Shannon Agonza. Mm-hmm. Moon gathering. So we met her at Four Moon Spa. We went there back in the end of the year? When was that? We were location scouting. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't know. It was I don't know when it was, but it doesn't matter. We met her. She she did some light astrological talks with us, and we were both like, oh shit. This Lit woman, up our souls. She is the real deal. She has a depth of knowledge that's unlike anyone else. She's been an astrologer since she was basically a child. Um, and I just love the way she talks about this. I love her messaging. I love that she's really just helping us guide towards a more light existence and empower us with tools to live our best life. Can't wait for that convo. Yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But first, what? how about a little week in wellness for you? You know, I love it. Give me a week in wellness, please. And celebrities, better pop rules and home remedies where pop culture and wellness come together. Chewing noises, not mm. wellness. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, you know what is wellness though? Tell me. Having your blood sugar regulated so you can be present and awake for recording and conversation. That is true. I will give that to you completely. You know 100%. what's also wellness? Doing it before the show starts. <laughs> also that too. I'll give that to you 100%. But look, here at That's a Retrograde, we're about peeling back the curtain. Definitely. We're about inviting you into the room, into the space. And if you guys are going to be friends with me, you should know I have loud chew noises. It is part of being friends with Stephanie. You yeah. have to accept that as mouth noises being a thing. Mm-hmm. And when that's the case, you can point it out. She'll accept it mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. I pop my gum. Sorry about it. It's tough. Yeah. It's a tough thing. But hey, to to love Steph is to accept that. <laughs> it's one of my worst qualities. And if you guys can it, just be okay with that, you'll be gifted with so many other good things. That's so true. <laughs> that's so true. I really had to put that one down for all the good things that, that come. I'm trying to find this article. I, I was have it on reading. my phone. I'll show it well, to you. Well, there's a few articles. One I wanted to talk about was, which one thing that I'm really into is the fact that um, 
the rise of the sneaker trend mm. and the rise of just flat shoes in general and the fact that um, women purchasing heels, it's down. Oh, you were talking about this statistic yesterday. Yeah, because I, I think there's like this weird thing, not weird thing, but trackable. It's called down with the patriarchy. Exactly. I think <laughs> that the rise of everything that's been happening in the voice of women people are like we want comfortable shoes i'm trying in my brain to put together like a me too joke about heels right but it's like not congealing congealing. but it's something about that about no stilettos in the me too movement i once had a uh really cool astrologer she does um She's a reflexologist astrologer. Oh, yeah. I she, went to yeah, her at yeah, 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 yeah. Angie. Yeah. Feet, hands, eyeballs. She looks at all of those things. Yeah. And um, she looked at my feet and she was like, you're... She said something about, like, the, you know, the bruises I had on my feet were directly due to my shoes. And she said, you'll be comfortable enough with yourself where you won't be doing that to yourself anymore. And oh, that it's was true. And very sweet. Well, it's funny you should bring up that study because today we have a partner who is really in line with what you're talking about. Could you be talking about Rothy's? I am. The shoes that are on your feet at this very moment? I am. The shoes that were being talked about on our Facebook group not just so long ago. What a synchronicity. Addicted to synchronicities over here. That's so retrograde. Tell us about this brand, Elizabeth. So Rothy's will kind of blow your mind because not only are they a cute fab comfortable shoe mm-hmm. a flat with three different for styles the lady who likes to be mobile the flat the point and the loafer but they are made from recycled plastic water bottles it's bottles it's that sounds in your ear holes like doesn't make any sense but it does but then when you put them on your feet they're so fucking soft and comfortable it's science did i mention that they were machine washable oh you did not but that's also very cool and because I mean, let's be honest. It's the summertime. Sweaty feet. The foot may sweat. Ooh. And you just pop them in the wash and you take out the little, uh, what's the thing called? Insole. Insole. Mm-hmm. Throw them in the wash. Mm-hmm. Like new, kid. That's amazing. So what I got was the pointed leopard flat. So cute. I've been bookmarking many a pages in the, on the internet to find a cute little leopard summer shoe. And then I came across this and I was so thrilled. Honestly, they're so cute. You know I love a nude shoe, and yeah. this is like a iteration of the nude shoe, class and sass. Mm-hmm. I got the plain black, obviously, because I don't really do that much color in my wardrobe. <laughs> um, and I love them so much. Yeah. They're so comfortable. They look chic AF. Mm-hmm. And we have free shipping for our dearest retrograde Fam. So all you have to do is go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com. Enter code retrograde at checkout and you will get your cute shoes and free shipping. That's rothys.com. Enter promo code retrograde. We got free shipping for you. It's just like comfortable, stylish, sustainable. I mean, what else do you want, folks? Namaste, all those things. Ooh. Yeah. You know what else I saw on the internet? What? There's this thing called broccoli coffee that's Mm, coming out of... Where's my sound machine? No, thank you. (laughs) I actually am not mad at it. So the whole... It's coming out of Australia. Okay. They picked up some steam online. Okay. And the whole idea, it's just a broccoli powder with no fillers. And the whole concept is to have um, to support healthy eating. Here's the thing. So why not throw it into your latte? No, I I get what you're saying. And I love to make my coffee a... uh, 
sort well-rounded of experience well-rounded thing you know i throw my peptides in there sometimes i throw my my fiber in there sometimes i throw my dopamine bean in there and i make like a big coffee extravaganza i get that however those are all things that i can't eat right so it's like why wouldn't you just eat broccoli well i believe this was also roots back to the farmers with excess product okay and then they can turn it into a powder and then use that powder for things but why do we have to put it in your coffee why can't we throw it in like a juice we can do all of those things i'm not i'm, I'm just being a negative i'm, the me- I'm just the messenger and here i'm shooting looking the messenger for weekend wellness topics on the internet this one came from the today show's website and i'm not mad at it no look i appreciate your tenacity in finding topics i'm just saying i don't have to agree with all of them i respect that you know look look at this fucking guy this guy with the piece of broccoli in his mouth and a cup that's how i feel about it we should post that yes that's a retrograde so today on the show we have someone that we are so excited about so beyond um she's an astrologer she's a, a a lightning rod to the cosmos in every way changed my life she's my mom we met her through <laughs> four moon spot yeah it's all connected everybody. and then we were like hey do you want to be our bestest friend and cosmic tour guide for the till the end of time and she said sure she's like i don't have a hundred thousand clients <laughs> For sure. I've got the time. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Shannon Aganza, aka Moon Gatherings. Thank it's a pleasure you. to have you Is here. Is it Moon Gathering or Gatherings? Moon Gathering. Okay. okay. No plural. Singular moon in a it's large a gathering. gathering. One <laughs> yeah. moon at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so you are an astrologer. How, how do you label yourself? I know that's a hard one. I've always had a hard time identifying myself Mm. astrologer has been the easiest it seems the easiest for people to connect to as far you know because it's a oh there's a process we follow i work clairvoyantly um it's sort of like i connect in with a person's higher self and let their higher self translate the chart Mm. back to me so when i work on a broader level I first try to connect in sort of with the collective consciousness just to you know have a clear voice of where are we going and more than where are we going what can we do to impact you know the the transits how to best use the transits that's my other thing um as an astrologer there's different camps of astrology and some have a faded translation that you know we're kind of just at the will of the planets you know you have a negative transit coming in just you know hide under the covers until it's over and my philosophy and sort of my experience because i've been doing this for a really long time and have worked with clients for decades and i've seen some of the most challenging transits uh be not only i wouldn't say overcome but worked with differently Mm. meaning you can Um, It's sort of like a spiral, you know, it's like what I see is people can go in a circle, Mm -hmm. you know, in their chart. It literally, that's what astrology is. It's just a bunch of circles. That's everything is just spiraling and spiraling. And um, when you start working with the energy a little differently, it starts to spiral up. So when we hit that same spot again, we're a little, we have a more elevated expression of the transit. And then we start to see, oh, wow. We actually have some 
say so in this. Right. Um, if we work with what the nature of the transit is. Um, and that's that's why I'm really excited, actually, about the whole Uranus going into Taurus cycle. Just mm-hmm. to kind of bring yeah. that in for a yeah, second tell here. Us about we that. want to talk um, about that because you um, joined us at our Four Moons event, which was actually where we met you initially, which is mm-hmm. so exciting. Um, in this lifetime. In this lifetime. <laughs> and uh, you really uh, laid out some a really interesting uh, happening that happens every seven years? Yes, okay. good memory. Hey, I paid attention. I <laughs> learned did. something. You're a Taurus. You're like, <laughs> I need to listen to this. So, <laughs> Even though she's like, Steph, what's my moon sign? I never every remember. Week. Every time. <laughs> I can't retain. It's Taurus, the irony. The irony of it all. Um, so let's get into that a little bit. Let's yeah. unpack what just happened because it was a couple weeks ago but it's going to be right well it's for seven years yeah, so we got time and that's that's Get the thing cozy. we <laughs> we won't be able to cover in depth everything but we can kind of paint a broad stroke of this year um as uranus went into taurus whenever uranus changes signs that is one of the transits that we experience collectively as a group um, and so it can be rattling. It isn't one that you go and do in the corner by yourself. You know, we are all um, affected by such a large transit. And I like if you guys are okay with a little mini astrology lesson. Oh, my God. Please. That's why you're here. I'm sorry to break it to you. Yeah. <laughs> so always what I say. People tend to think in terms of their sun sign mm-hmm. and identify themselves. I am a fill in the blank, a, a Taurus, a Scorpio. But really, that was birthed out of the convenience of the sun being the most trackable body that we have. So we know on this date, the sun goes into one sign, and then it leaves that sign and goes into the next on this other day. And not to minimize um, the importance of the sun. The sun is extremely important, but it's hardly your whole identity. You have an entire chart. Everyone has a Venus, a Mars, every planet that's somewhere operating in our blueprint. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just start with that as the preface because because of that, people also tend to think in terms of signs Mm -hmm. and thinking the signs are the main energy, and it isn't. It's the planets. Mm. So the planets are sort of like, they're the beings. They're, you know, if we look at the model... Um, like the stage model, they would be the actors. They're, mm. they're the beings. The signs are the costumes or the clothing or the Ooh. garments that they're wearing. And so sometimes a planet is very happy in their garment and sometimes they're very limited in their garment. And that tells us how strong or not strong that planet's operating. So for example, like if you had, I, I'm just literally yeah. pulling this out of my ass, but I want to ground it a little for, for people with questions. So say like you had Venus in Libra, that would be like a harmonious thing. Yes. But if you had Venus in, where would it be like? Scorpio. Okay, so if Venus was in Scorpio, then that would be problematic for you in your karma with relationships? Yes. Very good. At least the way that I like to look at it, it just brings to the surface the work that you need to accomplish around that. That's my other peeve. We could just sit here and check off all the astrological myths that I could go up, but that's another one. I love that as an episode. (laughs) Myth, myth, myth busting. Myth busters. Astro myth busters. Yeah. But what can happen in that actually will be part of looking at this whole year where we do have what would be considered some challenging aspects 
without the challenging aspects, we don't grow. So when a planet is in a sign that it loves to be in, it might get lazy and be complacent. It's like, why do I need to change? Everything's just fine. So sometimes those are triggers that, you know, if we embrace it, yeah, it's amazing. We can evolve ourselves, And then that's that spiral I was talking about. Then all of a sudden, I've got a whole, like, we could just talk about Venus and Scorpio, too. Yeah. Um, it's my little... Um, idea that the ancients considered both the moon and Venus debilitated in Scorpio. So these are the only female parts we have in traditional astrology. And the reason why I think that they placed them in their detriment in Scorpio is because Scorpio's power. Scorpio's wow. being able, and come on. The patriarchy. We're women. <laughs> we make things with our body. Like we can create life. It's just exactly. So I think that's a beautiful thing too. Jupiter went into Scorpio at the end of October last year. So all the Me Too movement, like almost to the day of all the Harvey Weinstein um, stuff that came out. And it just, you know, was so we could look at something, oh, this feels like a challenge, but it's actually extremely beneficial. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, and it's getting us ready. Everything in astrology is getting you ready for the next thing. So, um, yeah. So the Scorpio, that would be a place that Venus would have to work a little harder to be clear in relationships. But I'll tell you that person with Venus and Scorpio will probably have, if they do the work, are going to have a much more fulfilling profound relationship than someone who might have just never done the work right so that's really interesting like the harder it is almost the more reward that you receive from the from yeah the work if you do done. if you do the work and that again back to not feeling you know like you're at the will of the planet the negative transit so or yeah, the I love negative talk planet about placement oh i have never seen never seen a chart that didn't have a way out Never, and I, I, I've seen a lot of charts, so right. it's um, it's always there. There's always a way to the light, mm. you know. Um, and so, yeah, back to our little mini astrologer lesson. Little side, little road. <laughs> yeah, so diversion. what just happened with the with the Uranus? Yes. Yeah, so Taurus. Shit. Here's My, this. I like doing the bit where you go Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> All right, let's do Uranus. 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 <laughs> Uranus. No, Uranus. <laughs> so if we look at, again, the body, Uranus as a being is this, it's all about shift. It's the most dimensional planet. It's this expansion. Its nature is to come in. It breaks up stress. It just moves things. It's mm. um, very future. It's technology. But it's whole thing. You know when Uranus is in the room. Mm. Like it is the one transit that when it changes signs, it's okay. Uranus is there. It's immediate. It shows up. And really, it's about consciousness. It's higher consciousness. You know, it's in the room because it's constantly correcting the way you say its name. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got jokes. <laughs> hey, oh. And the, the astro variety. <laughs> yeah. That's so retrograde. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then Taurus, so we look at the clothing of Taurus or the nature of Taurus. It, it's the most fixed sign. It's the most solid, grounded, 
connected. It likes stability. It likes predictability. Uranus is everything that isn't predictable. You know, so we can already see, ooh, okay, these next seven years are going to sort of expand um, our reality, we could say, because that's what Taurus is as well. Taurus is like, you know, this is real because I can touch it. It's right here. You know, I, I trust this. It likes, again, stability. That's a thing, too, with money markets. We can talk about that later. But yeah, the economic system likes stability. And Uranus is not stable. But there's all the cryptocurrency going into technology. You know, it'll change. The other thing with Uranus, and this is probably the most valuable for people, um, everyone to understand is Taurus is, it's literally our senses. It's our feeling body. It's how we nurture ourselves. It's how we take care of ourselves. So bringing this Uranian energy, merging with Taurus, it's sort of, um, it's expanding what what that is. It brings awareness that's uranus as well it's this it's that epiphany energy Mm. and again going back to consciousness and that's my excited thing about the whole like what we're going to be in seven years is really you know super juicy exciting because i think we're going to be running like a billion dollar wellness company (laughs) or (laughs) trillion dollar I mean, it could be something like that where the value of money, it's what we value. It's just a new value system. So how does that apply to us on the individual level? Like how can we take the transit regardless of our sign and work with it? So it's literally on a base base level, it's finding what is it that we need? What do we need to feel safe and secure? Mm. Uranus walks in the door and just starts whacking. You know, it's like, this is it. Because your higher self, that's really, if we want to get down to it, Uranus holds, like, the, can hold the consciousness of our higher self. And this is, you know, my, in my practice, how I, how it's spoken to me, that as that higher self comes in, it doesn't think about, oh, you really like this cup or this, you know, relationship or this house or this neighborhood. It's thinking about you need to be over here and we are just going to. In service of your highest self, regardless yes. of what your ego really wants. Exactly. Got it. Now, the good news is, because this is Taurus, it's really teaching us how to do this in a non-separate way. Meaning, how do we bring this into our bodies, right? I mean, to me, this has been the biggest thing, like with, you know, spiritual practices. There always seems to be a little bit of we have to separate ourselves to go Mm -hmm. do it, but we don't necessarily integrate it into daily life. And so that's the other exciting thing is that we're bringing that in, um, like to our minute to minute, you know, self. It's going to be really juicy. And, um, you know, I think I talked about this, too. Um, in our talk, it's that, you know, doing things that nourish the self when you don't know what else to do and you're feeling crazy because Uranus will definitely, you know, you suddenly wake up, you're like, okay, I feel, you know, anxious. It's a very, we'll get to that with Mars retrograde coming up too. That's, this is when we're really going to start to be able to measure where we're at on our spirit to body level. But a few things just real basically, you know, like taking a salt bath, you know, that to me is the 
number one easiest, you can afford a bag of Epsom salt. And hope if you don't have a bathtub, you know, you could just make a little jar and just rub that salt in water. And what it does is it just discharges everything that isn't you, any of the people that you've picked up along the day. Mm. Because that's the other thing is we're doing this Uranian work here. It's where we connect in with the collective. So what is my thought? What is your thought? Um, so we get to kind of clear that and see, okay, well, who am I and what am I doing? Another thing um, I love is saying our affirmations. And that actually we have an amazing new moon coming right up on um, Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> when this episode airs. Yes. Perfect. That's so right um, now. new moon yes. gathering. <laughs> episode hey, title. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so what's nice about that? is it's in Gemini and I love it too it's at 22 degrees love those master numbers and the glyph of Gemini kind of it's like these they look like 11 11 doors like mm-hmm. okay we're going to the portal of um, our mind and the impact that our own thinking can have on our life so the thing to just any time we have a new moon in Gemini um, it really is the best time to Write your affirmations down because it's a thinking moon. It's a it's a mental moon. So it sh- and things move really really fast. Things show up more quickly than during other cycles. So the thing of this, you know, moving into this Uranus and Taurus, it's good to start saying our affirmations out loud. Ooh. Can you can you give some affirmation examples? Oh yeah, let's see. Or advice um, how to yeah how to find your affirmation. I know that's a. Um, is it talking about like? Um, is it more of like what you're trying to call in and yeah. and speaking of it as if it is already present? Yes, there are many ways to do, especially for new moon, because new, just in general. New moon is the most powerful time to reset your life, to mm. reset your goals. And it's that quick moon cycle. So, you know, we kind of get to see, oh, where are we at? The important thing about this one on Wednesday, the new moon in Gemini, is that it's sort of setting us up for the rest of the year, oh. really, with all the transits no happening. No pressure. Yeah. So as far as... Yeah, I know. As far <laughs> I have as... moon as performance a- anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> As, you know, making statements, um, I do like to make statements in the current, you know, time. Right now, I am here. I am moving through my life with ease and grace. I mean, always, always put ease and grace. Because that's the thing that especially Iranian energy, higher self energy, it's doesn't necessarily feel what our bodies are experiencing so much. So we got to throw it in there. This is, you know, communication, getting our communication down. So, um, you know, I move through my life with ease and grace. I have to, uh, I'll think of some good affirmations um, because even each sign would have sort of a different something that they're working through. Right. It's interesting with the earth and water signs, affirmations around how they feel tend to manifest easier Mm. it's about feeling safe feeling secure the fire and air it's it's those are the thinking creative energies so usually they're a little more directive you know i am doing this or i am in a state of harmony with my 
mate. I I have a loving and supportive husband. You know, if someone's having difficulty with their relationship, I have loving and supportive friends. You know, if you're having difficulty with your friends, this is where the magic really begins with this Uranus energy. And, you know, I love it because we're so at the, like the baby was just born and it still it happened. Like a month it ago, just right? happened. So the eyes are barely opening um, as far as we seeing how much we can impact our reality mm-hmm. and our environment. So yes, that new moon and Gemini. What's nice about Gemini too is we can say it, but it's like, okay, if it doesn't work, erase. We do a new one. Gemini is very quick moving energy and it doesn't stay attached to anything. So sort of think of this one too. So I would be setting intentions literally through the end of the year. If I have to give the exact Ooh. date, mm. it's, you know, we can say end of the year, but December 6th is sort of the tying up with a, bu- a bow that all the transits. So we're at like the sixth month point now. So this is right. Like, this is. Yeah, we are. We, we call it in. This is where we call year. it in for the rest of the year. And in regard to observing how the planets are going to work for us to release that which no longer works and bring in that which does. And um, I'll go into that too with the um, retrogrades. Okay. Because we do have a lot of retrogrades this year. Yes. And tell us about them. Tell us about them. But first, <laughs> who I, are they? I found that every astrologer I've spoken to has a different way of describing what a retrograde is. So would you mm. mind giving us your perspective? Yes, retrogrades. So, <laughs> and then when, we, when people ask us, oh, then, <laughs> diverse at me, and then I just like something up. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, here, okay, so here we'll start with the beginning, beginning, is a retrograde planet isn't necessarily a negative thing. I'll tell you where the stress can be is in the stations, meaning mm-hmm. when a planet stops to go retrograde and obviously it's not really retro you know stopping okay it just is apparent to us but it's when especially mercury mercury just wants to move a retrograde mercury in a sign it loves can be more powerful than a direct mercury in another sign that it's not so happy Ooh, what you signs know? is mercury love um virgo gemini and Aquarius. Don't we have a Mercury retrograde coming up as well? Yeah, we have so much coming up. <laughs> and she's um, like, I this love is, them, and then she falls here's off a, the cliff. It just, it, because it's paired with other things going on. So I'll just say that too, With as far as Mercury retrograde, it goes retrograde three times a year. There is the front shadow, the back shadow. So it's about nine weeks. So really, Mercury is in a retrograde cycle almost half the year. Right. So it's like, it's all good. We get a different perspective. That's all Mercury retrogrades trying to do. Really, all the retrogrades. It's like, hey, you've already crossed this territory. We've already been down this road. Now you're getting a second chance to go, oh, look, I missed this the first time. Here it is. We don't have to make a big deal if... You know, the sky is falling. It's like, oh, okay, I was shown this because that's the way it is. I was shown. So let's take the cl- yes question. Yes. <laughs> My is. So I love that and I feel that and I think that's such a beautiful way to operate in terms of revisiting lessons instead of like yes. facing it with resistance. My question is why then, and maybe this is just like a human thing that we can't answer, but why do people 
need it to be bad. You know what I mean? Where it's like right. everyone, I feel like there's such a. There's a whole like FML n- narrative, narrative when it comes to Mercury retrograde happening, Mercury retrograde in particular that yes. is. It's like, do you not okay. want I feel to like learn that the becomes lesson? a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's think, what we're moving into. And I also will say this. I think that, you know, this is the other thing with astrology that, um, which is great. Uranus and Aries made astrology like a mainstream thing. Totally. It's amazing. We're all talking about it. Like astrological concepts like mercury retrograde yeah, people, is part like, of our their show after it <laughs> just for buzz it's so weak it's, <laughs> it's yeah part of our vernacular but what ends up happening is if you don't have like the deep deep study you tend to make a bigger deal or amplify something that if you know that is doesn't deserve the big amplification right what happens to like when a mercury retrograde feels really challenging it's probably because it's crossing some other challenging planetary uh, transit going on. Mercury is the uh, messenger of the gods. The whole thing, Mercury is like the lightest, most easygoing, neutral planet in the wheel. It's just like, hey, I'm just the messenger. It literally has no ill will um, that it's, you know, that it is trying to put on us. It's, It's, so when it's retrograde, it's, our mind and we literally get to go through and rethink things so Mm -hmm. here we go back to affirmation affirmations can just literally be statements of what you want your reality to be um what i will say is i don't you know i wish i had not putting anything in that context sure like the languaging i think is important extremely important and that's what we're going to be finding out is oh it's just about okay that languaging was off we don't have to make it bad Mercury. It's like, hey, change your word. You will see immediate results. So the other little juicy, as far as Mercury retrograde, it tends to go retrograde in the same element for the year. So this year, its theme is fire. And as we get towards the end of the year, it will dip into water. But it's always one element. So it will go retrograde in each element. So that's another thing that gives us context of like, okay, I'm not, I can plan this out. So we're dealing with fire. Yeah. It's our will. It's our ego. It's our, how we relate to ourselves. Again, how do we take care of ourselves? What, what are my needs? That's fire. That's the great, there's a reason why the sun loves being in both uh, Leo and Aries because they know how to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a considered very healthy Most extra signs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in the fire, our merc- our mind is being invited into this. You know, what do I need? Not just from a feeling base, but from a thinking base. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's Mercury mm-hmm. retrograde. So you'll get and- challenges as 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 they relate to the things that maybe you're not helping yourself meet your needs in particular to yes in particular to how you know where do you get ruffled where do you get reactive right where do i feel blocked and how i'm trying to put my energy out here i'm just trying to input my will in that direction and if a block comes up during a mercury retrograde it's like thank you thank you let me look at this you just cut me off at the pass right i mean that's usually almost completely like, all the time that's what it is and you're like thank you like that don't keep trying me. to do things the same way no. it's not going to work that is the theme of the year stephanie 
don't, I mean, everything. That's Uranus and Taurus, too. And then Mercury goes retrograde in the summer, yes. I believe, July, July 20, oh, 26th sorry. or July 7th. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Let me look. Sorry. I was whipping all these down. The thing that... Um, Oh, taking, pre-shadows July 7th, Mercury retrograde yeah, okay, station occurs at 5.02 a.m. Um, Central Time, <laughs> July 26th. Okay, In Leo. I feel better. I'm like, hello, uh-oh, dear uh-oh. Google. <laughs> I didn't. Central Time. But I love that you that did what, that. Is that what UTC means? I just made that up. I actually, Universal Time. Universal. Yeah. That's, That's um, is, that, time. is that New York? To me, New York is the center of the like universe. Like the, the mean Greenwich <laughs> time where is that britain oh okay oh okay Look at that. utc okay. oh um, oh the british made it the universal greenwich mean time in 1961 coordinated universal time used interchangeably all yeah. right we're just so learning we all, have all the, the facts thank you this weird website that doesn't look legit for just laying it down is that like a gray backdrop what's happening and the thing too so unclear i'm happy that you said that because starting um what was it, July 3rd or 7th? Probably July 7th is the shadow. So that's when we start thinking about it. That's when we put our tuning um, radar dish on our head up because things are going to be revealing themselves to us that we might have missed and we get to go back and revisit. This is the classic if your car's making a noise, they're like, we're telling you. The car, it will break down when it goes retrograde if you don't take care of the rattle right now. And mm. that's true for anything. Been bubbling up. I've got this uncomfortable conversation I need to make. It's like just, you Fucking know, do it. Exactly. <laughs> and um, whatever refinement needs to happen will happen. Because usually when we act, and this isn't 100%, but when we act to move forward in something during a retrograde cycle, we're in the retrograde. It's about clearing things up. The plant, the planet's going the other direction. You know, we're going, it's like when our GPS take, you know, we ended up going the other way and then, oh, we're going to have to go for it. So I always suggest wait until the planet's going forward before you take your action we can think this is the thing retrogrades are like a time out of time zone and that's another Mm. like proper use of retrograde energy i'm not counting the outer planets that's another astrological myth i want to check off the outer planets are retrograde half of the year anyways and so that's another one where what are the outer planets so sorry the outer planets (laughs) well we would look at Really, we would look at Jupiter. It's about four and a half months. Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Um, And so when people make a big deal about it being retrograde, it's literally just like an in and out breath. Your entire life, it's been retrograde half of the year. But what does it look like? Like, I feel like that's what Elizabeth was asking, too, where it's like, is it like when you're driving past a car? Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) there, okay. So like this, we're going to have... Mars going retrograde. Oh, yeah. Saturn will be that. retrograde so at the same time. Mercury, oh, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, right. Now close so, to us. Yeah. So what they <laughs> mean is, yeah, there is that model of like, you know, when you're in the car and it feels like you're moving, but you're not. And right. the car yeah. is moving next to you. Um, what it means, too, is that... Um, those planets are closest to us. So like Saturn. Saturn will only be retrograde when it's opposite the sun. So if it's if we think of where the sun is, 
and we're somewhere, you know, in the middle and, and Saturn's, you know, on the other side of it, it means it's at its closest place because, you know, if we have a solar system, Saturn can be anywhere around the sun, you know. So anyways, that's, uh, it's when the planets are closer to us. So it can intensify. So like Mars, Mars, actually, we have coming up a really beautiful day. It, it's going to be right around here. I wrote it down where all, we're going to see all the stars in the sky at the same time. Let me give you that date. It's like, I think the coming up the 16th or something. Um, yeah, it's, I think it's new moon or full moon. It'll be the full moon. Sorry. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> but it means that so Saturn will be really visible. Mars will be really visible because they're close to us. So that is another thing that it intensifies the energy okay. in that way. Um, but again, we're think of it as like sort of temple time. So when the planets are retrograde, like everything moves real slow because you're bored by the rabbi <laughs> <laughs> and you're hungry. <laughs> so that's like what you, you meet thought your friends of in the bathroom. The temple that is hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll create our own little temple on a mountaintop where life is perfect and we're taken care of and we're just there to do our spiritual work and we we don't. You know, our responsibility is more to ourself than to others during the retrograde times. Okay. Because we're being given messages. We're being given downloads during any retrograde cycle. Again, really, we're talking Mercury, Mars, Venus. Those so, are the personal planets. And Mars is coming up. And Mars is coming up. What does that mean? Okay, so. Dun, 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 dun. Help us. Um. Mars goes retrograde on like June 26th, 27th. Interesting. And it will start its retrograde in Aquarius. And it will take about two months until August 27th um, to go back. So anytime Mars goes direct or sorry, retrograde, it's a we're in for two months. That's why of all the retrograde planets, Mars is the one that really can feel the most problematic and the reason why problematic fave it's a <laughs> problematic fave <laughs> because again the urge of mars is to go forward the urge of mars is it's an aries planet Isn't it, it just warrior? wants to do it's a warrior exactly so it can bring up anger that's the thing that i think we need to be aware of over our next few months during starting June 26th, 27th through the August 26th, 27th. We're going to see what irritates us. And this is the part too where it's like, okay, if I feel real, it can bring up volatility. I don't like to be negative, but at the same time, when we're having a, uh, an emotion come up, you know, we need to deal with it. And um, it's in the sign of Aquarius most of its time. So back we go to Uranus, that beginning trek into Taurus, you know, um, for seven years, Aquarius is the Iranian energy. So it's the beginning, really, of we feeling in our bodies, in ourselves. where do we feel blocked? So that's going to be that two-month span. Um, and what's nice about, I'll say, the Aquarian energy is this is really a good time to adopt either a meditation practice, 
heard of it (laughs) even a walking meditation yoga and, and physical energy if i always say that with the um you know the fire signs they they're the ones that least need you know pharmaceuticals to deal with their mental health because literally not and it's not everybody but in general if they go for a run they go physicalize that extra energy because that's what mars does it all the electrical energy and that's you know aquarius gets built up in our body if you physically express it you're going to feel better Mars rules sex. That's hey. another one. So this will be another. Well, this is a positive one. Um, test driving different models that we haven't test driven before. Try in stuff. The relationship. Ooh. Exactly. Try stuff. It's that Aqu- Aquarius will bring things to you. It's like, have you tried this? Have you tried, you know, this flavor, this other, where you where you never would have thought you would go before. It, But... It's the shopping time. It's not the pull the trigger time. So Mars retrograde, we can, and same with the Venus retrograde, we can, um, you know, we can try many things, but we may not want to take them to the that one-to-one person until it goes direct. So just saying. And that, honestly, we've got that going to the end of the year because Venus is going to be going retrograde as well. Um, at the end of the year. And I'm not saying you can't go into a relationship, but this, again, the context of Uranus going into Taurus, what are our needs? What do we, we tend to think in terms of something outside of us, fulfilling us. Mm -hmm. And so we have this amazing opportunity to just, you know, focus on ourselves for six months. That's all I'm asking. Six months. Just see how does this feel for me? The only child in me is really lit up by that. So <laughs> the single person in me is thrilled. <laughs> and oh, oh go sorry. ahead. No, I was just going to say that with this too. We as we go into Mars retrograde, we're going to have a full moon um, with this, and um, in the middle of Mars retrograde, we're going to have eclipses. We're going to have a lot of opportunity to know what works and doesn't work for us. Mm. So what's like the, your prediction of like the energy of the summer? Cause I remember when we were talking back in February, I was talking to you about someone that I was like interested in dating and you had yes. said, don't ever see him in July. <laughs> it won't go well for you. So I'm curious, not about that, okay. but about the general energy of the energy of the summer. Of the summer. Like- and yeah. that's it. It is it is hot and intense. And people may, you may be experiencing others in their most erratic self. Interesting. And so those who have planets in this zone, so if you look at your chart, it's so easy now, like astro.com, you can get your chart. If you have anything, especially your sun, between 28 degrees Capricorn and 9 degrees Aquarius, this is your transit. So you are reinventing how you put your energy out. That would be the other way to say is regulation. So this is why, you know, you wouldn't you would want to be careful around the people that we already know. We barely have to poke them and they're going to react. Right. This is going to be their and then what ends up happening 
is we make these judgments that, oh, this is who this person is. They're this erratic, totally insane person. And they're really not. They're just literally venting everyone. We're going to have a planet full of, you know, like the pressure cooker, you know, everything is venting right now as far as what holds us back from our higher Mm -hmm. purpose and what we came to the planet to do. And it's going to get ugly. And it's going to, it could, it could. And that again, we have free will. How do we you know, work with ourselves. So one way would be not to be reactive. If someone cuts you off or you get into an argument, don't don't feed into it. You know, this is this is what I mean by like our little inner temple on the mountaintop. It's like, nope, bring this inside. Do not react because it's very karmic too. You know, I I am a traditional astrologer, but I don't like to go too deep into the whole malefic energy of Mars and Saturn. But I will say, you know, we may be experiencing more of that during this Mars retrograde cycle. Because again, we we have more of the negative kind of coming to the surface. So the way we can look at it, just like you would detox, right? There's only one way out. Well, there might be a couple we can sweat. And poop America, we can do all kinds of the stuff great detox <laughs> yes it is it yeah. actually it's funny you say that yeah so for this mars retrograde yeah. cycle what it is we so here's another thing and it kind of is of topic right now where um mars is crossing the south node so it's there's a lot of int- like i said intense energy all the stuff that we've been hiding in the corners, emotionally, physically, relationship, it's it, all the doors are swinging wide open and we're having to deal with ourselves on every level. And one of the things that this, that Mars is doing is it's going to cross the south node. And so if you haven't heard of, we have the south node and the north node. If we have an eclipse, that's literally what the eclipses are. It's the shadows of the moon. And the south node is this descending. It's the descending shadow. So right now we're in this energy where it's crossing this and it's bringing up people's depression and their mental energies. And this Mars is take action. I was telling Stephanie, yeah, I've had numerous people on Suicide Watch and we've had this happening um, you know, obviously in the world. And it's really um, such a shame because it is this, how do we say this temporary energy that's not supposed to be constant. It's bringing it up so that we deal with it. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that I would say too, for anybody who has, you know, something coming up during this time, it's temporary. You just have to do something else do something with your body uh aquarius call somebody connect with your friends connect with your tribe um but you're trying your higher self what's really happening is trying to we could say rebirth itself and that's the whole thing of again our higher self coming into our physical expression and some people it's like too much they don't want to let go of what they think is real right here and so that fear so we have a lot of fear that may come up during this time but again remember it's energy that is coming up it doesn't mean it's the reality of all 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That it's a temporary place that we are walking through that we can utilize. You're being shown. Wouldn't you want to know, like, what are the greatest things holding me back right now? Totally. And because it's um, what happens with the retrograde cycles is that things happen in an accelerated pace, in an accelerated way. So it comes up, but it's not there to stay for a long time. You know what I mean? Like, if it's going to come up, this is when we want it to come up. So I'll say, yeah, we have really as we go, I mean, it's it's all of July and August. Um, In July, we do have um, two eclipses. We have... Uh, the the big one would be that July 27th. It's going to be a full moon eclipse. Mars retrograde is going to be on it on that south node. So this is literally, if you feel like you need to call in sick (laughs) or not, nothing is worth, this is the lay low day, you know, and go inside. Ask to be connected to your higher consciousness. Read books, listen to books that are mind expanding. Do you know what I mean? How do I channel my energy? How do I redirect this? And it's it's Leo Aquarius. So you're on a lower level, you know, it's people's egos. You know, this may be a time when we do see something happening on a um, national level, you know, because it's just, um, without going too far into it, I'll, I will just mention that our commander-in-chief was born on a full moon eclipse. Who? Okay. <laughs> Whoa, that's and crazy, really? Yeah, like right on it with Uranus, I that think- planet of shift and erratic, you know, energy and change and, and Gemini. So it's that, Whoa. you know. I don't know her. So confusing. <laughs> that makes sense, though. Right, it makes sense. And that's why. It's like so many mixed messages. So like, it's like, it's literally not to like really go into the yeah, yeah, yeah. But he literally but just, lived one life and like was yeah. one kind of person, and then like flip. He was always like, you know, he's a, a personality and yeah. personality. But then he flipped the narrative from being this like democratic sort of like buffoonish thing to then like right a and, weird like and so complete opposite end of that. Yes, it's so aside from the fact that he was always just like a clown, <laughs> exactly. And an but, yes, but that's the thing that we might see things come up enough to a place to have resolution. Cool. Was my whole point Ooh. that it doesn't, you know, have and it engages people. That's the whole thing of the Aquarian energy. No more sitting, you know, in your safe little spot. What can you do from? Even if all you do is go sit in meditation and see the planet, you know, bathed in white light, you know, that's doing something. The dawn of the age of Aquarius. <laughs> it is. It's happening. It is. Um, and then we will also have Mercury retrograde that is going on that July 26th through August 18th. So again, going, it's in, going to be in Leo. So ego nature. So that that's sort of the... We could say, what would the negative narrative be? You know, people really blasting their ego out. You thinking, oh, I've got my ego under control. And it's like, oh, no, that really got me. And you want to get into it. And this is um, the time to pull back. So the higher expression of this is 
the whole beauty of Leo energy is about how do I nourish others? Because that, that's actually the beautiful storyline as the sun goes through the fire signs. When it's in Aries, they just know about themselves. It's, you know, and I envy that. I'm the opposite sign. I'm Libra. It's like, who? Me? <laughs> I don't know. They teach us valuable lessons about how to take care of themselves and what their needs are. When it then moves into Leo, it's like, okay, I know who I am. I've got something going on. Oh, but this isn't just for me. I have this. The true energy of Leo is about nourishing others. Mm. It's the sun. That's why the sun is ruled by Leo. The whole job of the sun is to give us life. So when you look at it in that context, and even a person or even your Leo friends, you know, oh, it's like, Oh, they just need validation that they are nourishing me or they're nourishing somebody. You know what I mean? Oh, that was amazing. Like it's so we can bring that into our own self too during this, um, you know, because it's an eclipse. So we're getting thrown into rapid lesson around ego nature, our ego nature. What do we really want? Um, Are we in our job, our relationship for ourselves, or is it, you know, oh no, what can I do for you? So it's helping to transition us from sort of that service to others, not just service to self context, but being able to take care of ourselves. Like that's literally this whole year. There, podcast over. No. (laughs) How do we take care of ourselves? What do we need so that we can better? resource what we're so excited about is we're going to be talking more about the summer transits the eclipses and the mercury retrogrades of it all when you join us for our next la late night live show (laughs) the excitement in the room you can feel it you can cut it with a knife um we're gonna be a dynasty typewriter which stephanie and i are in particularly so excited about it's this beautiful new theater it's comedy it's wellness it's all the things um it's a beautiful art deco theater they have the most incredible comedy shows there steph's done a show there Mm -hmm. um it's just a we're really excited to be on the lineup um this year and we're that'll be august 1st at 8 Mm p.m shannon will be joining us along with so many other really fun surprises shannon just is a wealth of this information i can't believe we were able to cover what we covered i feel like we only scratched the surface as we well. only scratched the surface um, but it's all good but i think it's good <laughs> what i love is that your whole goal here is to help people use the astrology as a tool of empower- empowerment and not yes. as like a foreboding fearful guide to hide out like you really you want people to take it in and process it so that they can yes. live their m- most light life yes can i use that for my bio yeah you just wrote you my it. bio 100 <laughs> um and, thank you um, thank you but that's it exactly and i will say like if anyone knows anyone or you yourself are going through a tough time um, and you feel Text like Stephanie. taking action, DM us or phone a friend or do anything you have to do not to take something, not to do something that is not reversible because yeah. we all Seek want counsel. you here. Yes. Yeah. It will pass. Yeah. That's the That's really the- important to recognize. Like those hard feelings, no one wants to fucking feel shitty, but like if the only thing you do is just get in the tub, get in the tub. Yes. G-E-T-T. But don't fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> with your favorite crystal G-I-T-T. and your salt. Yes. yes.
that's it. that's our main takeaway. And again, you're at Moon Gathering Singular on Instagram. Shannon Aganza, thank you so much. We're so grateful that you've come into our lives and you're sharing all this beautiful knowledge with us and everyone who listens. Thank Aww, you. Thank you. I'm so honored to be a part of what you guys are doing. We love you. Oh, you can never leave you us. Guys. <laughs> and you're never allowed to do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yours. <laughs> yes, that's a retrograde. Let's talk about a rose. Okay. A rose that some might say is so hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say that. Some might say. I would say that this is a rose that has changed my life for the better. It's like the RuPaul drag race of hot topics in wellness right now. As all of you guys know, we're cannabis friendly here at That So Retrograde. We sure are. And we've been cannabis friendly since the dawn of time, essentially, before we even knew each other. True. <laughs> then was that even a time? I don't even know. But the new development in the cannabis world is CBD heard of it she's the new cool kid at the party exactly she's the rupaul drag race yeah. of the cannabis industry everyone wants to be friends with her and everyone wants to know where they can hang out with her and we've got a place for you guys to go head over to mineralhealth.co m-i-n-e-r-a-l mm-hmm. health keep spelling h-e-a-l-t-h dot c-o <laughs> and check out this product they have it's called robin r-o-b-y-n and uh, it comes in a thousand milligram or five hundred milligram iterations. Mm-hmm. Um, it's made with hemp and organic MCT oil, and which makes it more fat soluble, so it's quicker to absorb into your body. And as we know, CBD has many benefits, including anti-anxiety, antidepressant, anti-inflammatory, pro-sleep, helps you sleep. It restores balance to your life. It's just generally like a true goddess send. And Steph and I have been using this one on the regular since we came back from South by Southwest. Mm-hmm. Truly enjoy it. I started off taking it at night, as I said before, and then also do it in the morning. Oh yeah, it's it's now part of your morning routine. Part Part of the morning routine, pre-meditation. Love that. Post waking up. <laughs> uh, highly recommend and uh, enjoy. All right. Well, don't forget, you guys, mineralhealth.co. Use code TSR for 15% off either selections of Robin 1000 milligrams or 500 milligrams. Namaste chill, y'all. Yeah. sounded better oh so today we have a rose oh wait before we get to roses and thorns i mean i know we're in the segment right now sure but i do want to announce some might say we are (laughs) some might say it's it's our own adventure can i just announce a new segment that we're thinking of doing design your segments baby okay so i'm gonna do a new segment we're each gonna do a new segment and mine's gonna be called ask falcon Send them in. So folks. I really want to do like a uh, what's the woman who you write into in the in the New York Post? Dear Abby. Yeah, Dear Abby. I'm doing a Dear Abby, but it's Dear Falcon, and I will give you guys advice. So I know you feel like maybe why would I be good at that? But if you've ever written an email asking for advice from TSR, guess who's the one responding? <laughs> Steph is really good with that. Falcon. I handle the more business stuff. Yeah, you do. And I handle your emotional problems, and I'm ready for it. She's good at that, guys. So, so let's go Falcon, in. New segment. We love Thoughts? it. Thoughts? Are we into it? Feelings? Second segment. Second segment. That we're working on, working out. Steph has recently parlayed into the feng shui journey. Best thing I've ever done for myself, you guys. Adulting her way with her head high into this new realm of 
clean organization, ease and grace throughout the day. It's so good. Literally, Aaron came over before and he's like, hey, this is a really nice apartment. He's been to my house 50 times. Amazing. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I just had so much and fucking shit in here. Having just gone through the journey myself yes. and getting a lot of questions yes. of like what to do, how to do it, all that, we've got how to lady baby. Love it. EK's A Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. I made it all up. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's. And what's a lady baby, you ask? We've gotten a few questions. We have? Yeah. Well, we made it up. Yeah, it's, it's just a lady. like a lady, like a mini lady. Yeah, who's like, who's just, like taking care of her inner baby. Exactly. Perfectly as she becomes said. a lady. Exactly. But guys, we just say stuff and then it becomes stuff. So just roll it with it. Doesn't always have a definition yeah. over here. Um. So. But yeah. I just want to thank Megan Wallace James from the bottom of my fucking heart. Oh yes, the feng shui expert who we're gonna have on the show. If anyone's noticed, our first episode ever was about feng shui. Oh and yeah. And I feel like. As people, as a show, we've evolved so much, so it's the perfect. We topic definitely need to revisit. To revisit. Um, coming I've soon. Legitimately thrown out twelve garbage bags, gigantic black ones. I don't even know what was in them. I disassembled my entire bed myself. I feel uh, it's unbelievable. It's a whole. I just. Whole crazy I didn't even thing. know. You know what it is? I moved into my apartment and I had to remember how it was such a drama with like how much cleaning I had to do, how like terrible all of that was. That the people that had moved out had left like a fucking disgusting shit show, and I spent so much energy cleaning it up that by the time that I got to like my stuff, you just put it away. And I forgot just about it. Put it in places, yeah. and I've just been living with this like baggage from like my apartment before the house that I lived in and I I found my fucking wisdom teeth you guys damn I found ounces of mushrooms talk about mouth noises so much crazy yeah I found so much crazy shit yeah there's it's a revelation to know where things are in your home it's a new thing yeah I'm like huh there's only as much stuff in my cabinets as can fit in my cabinets there's a place for everything it's like I'm so excited for you and Megan to come over on Friday and like drink wine and have like some fun with it definitely it'll um, be the best I will say that my next wellness purchase is a paper shredder Ooh, I like spent, that is Elizabeth I spent new hours ripping up papers yeah i had to rip up like seven checkbooks well you know you can take it to home depot and they charge by the pound yeah but you know what i just sat there and ripped it because i have so many bags that i have to take other places that i just was like it's not in my heart right now to go places with this totally okay roses and thorns i have two things written down do you want to know what they both are yeah Gravity blanket oh, and yeah. jeweled butt plug. Which oh, one should we handle first? Okay, let's go into the jeweled butt plug because this is also Collective. my fucking rose. Okay, <laughs> Elizabeth and I have a friend who's a stripper on the side for fun. Yeah, for as fun a passion because she's so amazing at it. She's transcendent. And it's so always, unbelievable. It's actually like really changed my narrative about like strippers in general where like I used to and I was telling her this. I'm like, you know, I think that as a culture, we we put strippers in this like one dimensional box where it's like no matter what you do outside of that, that just defines everything about yeah. you. The narrative, I think, or the stigma is that they're like damaged right. or that they like have issues right. and they're it's sad and it's like a the last resort of of professional choices totally not the case it's not the case i'm like learning so much she's literally just i've known her for so long she when we were younger she used to just go go dance and she was kind of like 
no pun intended, dancing around what she really wanted. And then finally, when we were 31, she was just like, you know what? I'm in the best fucking shape of my life. I've wanted to do this forever. I have a great job, but there's like bills I want to pay and things I want to do. And I'm just like going to go for it. it. Yeah. And she's so fucking talented. So it it was her it was her um, stripper birthday. It was her one year birthday um, this weekend. And so a bunch of us, like 10 of us went down. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so fun. Um, and that was an interesting thing, too. I had to check myself on my judgment when she first started doing it. I yeah. like definitely and it, like I'm embarrassed by it. Like yeah. I was a little judgmental. I was a more concerned like yeah is it safe like what type of people are populating these clubs like it's sketchy like I'm worried about you but I also was had a little bit of like a judgy wudgy was a bear vibe yeah that I don't like that I'm happy to say has been dispelled yeah but I had you know it's sometimes like our our stuff comes up no but I think that the judgment and the and the concern is is beneficial in a way because it's just like it's a it's there's sometimes when fear is productive like in this case with her all of us were like is she safe that was like our number one question so I remember I took her out to dinner and I was like look I'm not gonna judge you I understand this is who you are you've always wanted this but like don't for one second assume that you're safe like always understand that you need to be looking out for yourself in that environment and if you can promise me that that's how you're gonna go into it then I'm not gonna keep coming for you about this and she was like no you're right like I do like kind of take it for granted but like people do walk me to my car and it was like this very interesting conversation I was like that's fine that's great you're not safe Mm -hmm. okay and then as long as you understand that you can protect yourself and I do feel like she she gets that yeah I mean she's a goddess yeah up there in life and up there it just was I've never met someone with more energy that was your first time that was my first time okay so I had gone before and I got like a little too high do not recommend going to a strip club as as if you're high because it's like you just want to like help everyone it's weird (laughs) but anyways we were there she did her dance and then one of her friends went up after that and she bent she so it's full noon in California so you can't drink but they do get completely naked and she bent over in one of her dances and she had a fucking jewel gemstone in her I've never asshole. seen that before me am I just either. like blind to the world but Did hey I not know this was a thing crystal community have we got a business <laughs> venture for you <laughs> I want onyx in my asshole immediately Hey, it looked great. I feel like it'll ground us a in little, our root. Really caught the light. A little hematite in my asshole. <laughs> no, literally, I fucking felt my face drop open. And then I had to kind of come to. It's a fun, cute thing to see when they spread their butt cheeks. I mean, know? I'd much rather see a jewel in a butthole than a butthole. Anything else. Absolutely. So. I learned that this weekend. What have you learned that? <laughs> Just that. Collective rose. Go to a strip club and jeweled buttholes. Jeweled buttholes. Okay, and then my other rose, which I'm so excited for you to try this. What? Thanks to our dear friend Sophia Bush for oh, like blanket. keeping me tapped into what's cool. I was over at her house a week or so ago, and she was like, Elizabeth, you have to get in my bed. Take your shoes off, get in my bed. And I was like, uh, okay. And um, she tucked me in. <laughs> it's very cute. And I immediately had like the most insane feeling of relaxation and calm rush through my body really because she had a weighted blanket oh under my her god covers. and the whole thing with the weighted blanket is that it reduces stress and anxiety and the gra- it. it's called a gravity blanket and it uses the power of deep touch pressure stimulation to simulate the feeling of being held or hugged 
It's been shown to increase serotonin and melatonin and the hormones responsible for calming relaxation while decreasing cortisol, the hormone responsible for stress. And you could really feel it. So I've been using it. I'm on like day four, probably. I get in my bed and I feel like an immediate rush of of like... um, my muscles just start just relax it just, how did you put it in your because i don't want that blue blanket on my bed i just have it on the top of my bed because it's a bit warmer and i've just been sleeping with that because oh. it's so great and you can like kind of spoon it i mean it's just my new best friend okay um and you want to know something really exciting yeah so i hit up the gravity blanket people i'm like mm-hmm. i'm going to talk about it on the show i'm so obsessed with this product we've got 15 percent off for all our listeners with wow promo code so retrograde head over to gravityblankets.com this is an investment for your soul i've had so many people reach out to me after i posted about it on my instagram saying that they got one and it's like such a game changer so i'm not alone in this and um don't ever thanks, say we never blankets. did anything for yes. you. <laughs> so that's gravity blankets. I'm so the excited best. to feel held. <laughs> Honestly, as we've discussed in this episode, <laughs> it's been a while. Call it in, honey. Um, that's amazing. I have a thorn regarding my home renovation project as well. Okay. So I live in a cute little neighborhood with eight apartment buildings. It's very peace and calm. There's so many positive things about it. I can let my door open. My dog goes out, hangs with other dogs in the hood. It's all cute and well. I open my windows because I'm cleaning and I'm excited and I'm playing music and I'm talking on the phone and I keep getting these fucking goddamn like cryptic emails from my landlord basically secretly telling me to shut the fuck up and not talk on my phone loudly. Meanwhile, it's like 6 p.m. Right. I'm like, what? You guys live in a city like it's not late. I know I'm loud, but I'm not that loud. I'm just talking like if I had a if I had a friend over there would say the same thing. But this is the email. This is my thorn. Um, the subject is spring is springing (laughs) and the subject is just dot, dot, dot. And some are asking me to remind others to be kind and more aware of house noises that have bottled up all winter. Please remember why you moved here and enjoy that you live in a peaceful building. Namaste. That's the only, it's like, I would honestly rather you just tell me that I'm too fucking loud. I get like, it's like triggered. poetically passive aggressive and also mindful and conscious at the same time. And I'm not mad at it. It's so annoying. But he should just tell it. They. Sorry. No, it's he. Sorry to gender identify. Well, he's a man, so um, I think it's fine. That it's just like say, hey, can you be quieter? He's like, I think he should just be like, hey, between after 8 p.m., just like try to keep it down a little bit more, like shut your windows. Like, I don't need this like weird passive aggressive poetry. Thank you. But I did think of Shannon. And what she was saying, because I almost wrote back, like, who's telling me? Like, like, tell me who's telling you for me to be quiet. Like, I like immediately felt like a surge of reactivity. And then I was like, okay, I don't think that's the way to deal with this. I think I just need to not respond and shut my windows if I'm going to be talking on the phone. That, I mean, there you go. But thorn. Every rose has its thorn. My feng shui project is leading me to a move, so. <laughs> There's Call that. Call it in, yeah. honey. Um, beautiful. I love this episode. Thank you so much to Shannon for mm-hmm. her astro knowledge today. Uh-huh. We love it so much. Uh, we'll be having an event with her, as we said, August 1st. Love her so much. Dynasty Typewriter, Los Angeles. Watch this space. Um I did want to dedicate this episode to Anthony Bourdain, who inspired us and will continue to inspire us to be a students of the world. Yes, that's a retrograde.